PKN episode one thirty eight. It's like a, a little test before of like strength. I, I've I've had girlfriends. I've been like, try to drag me. Like like no, pretend like right now as I lay in this bed that I've been knocked unconscious or I've succumbed to the to fumes or the smoke or whatever has happened, and you've got to get me out of here in the next ten minutes or I fucking die. Go. She cannot move me a, an inch, not an inch, with all her might on what she just picks up my foot and she's like, even your leg is heavy. Just Dude, your you're leg totally is right. heavy. It's like, it's shocking because like and I, you know when you're I can grab around, her by one like, and like a caveman turn around and walk in the opposite direction, <laughs> like dragging her. Yeah, you could do it easily, and you would get her out of that flaming house. You'd get her sure. safely on the side of the road. It's almost disturbing because like Woody has said so many times people are surprised like you've even told Hope which is a wonderful thing to tell your daughter like don't ever think like I can take that guy because you can't like I thought for the longest time like you know when you're with a girl or whatever and you're joking around you just go limp on top of her like you would a child almost and you just <laughs> go fully limp just like that sure and you just it. are like move me move me and for a while, I was always like, oh, these they're, these girls are just joking around. They they could move me off if they wanted to. But then eventually you're like, they'll be like, huh, huh, I can't. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you trying or are you that weak? And it's <laughs> like, oh, my God, like you really are. If, if this place caught on fire right now or if someone ever snuck in when we were fucking and hit me with a hammer on the back of the head and I fell on top of you, all you could do is scream and watch him steal my electronics as he left. <laughs> because you really yeah, yeah, two for one. Out. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you watch those like female firefighter videos and you're like, ah, I want to be one of those people who's just like, whatever, man, if you can do it, you can do it. But you fucking can't. Like, yeah, and it's you're not you're not able to. And it's different kinds of strength, too, because I did. I dated a girl who was uh, Filipino, but I think if it's a girl, she's Filipina. Uh, in any case, she's from the uh, Filipino from and uh, she, she was short in stature, but, but her lower body was very powerful. And uh, I could totally like hop on her back, piggyback style, in like a parking lot, and she'd fucking truck me all the way to the car. And like, not it wouldn't be like this uh, uh, sort of like labored. Every step is the world kind of like Atlas and and so I'm just it's a strongman competition very, when they're doing the <laughs> farmers carry. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. it was just like yeah, hop on, and then she'd just run to the car. Uh, but but I don't know that she could drag me out of a bed either because 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 of just the grabbing and pulling strength maybe needed. I just don't think it could happen. You know how my parents were oddly ever. open with their sex life. Yeah. So take that stored away. They were telling me of a simulated rape they did, and um, they were surprised by how easily my father could, if he wanted to, rape my mother. She had this notion in her head, like, oh, I could stop it. You just keep your knees together or whatever. And he just, whatever, like, pried in there with his own legs, split him open. Yeah, yeah, split her <laughs> open. And, uh, and she was like, oh, okay, noted. I am defenseless against a man if, if he wanted to do that. Have you ever done the thing where just kind of for fun, you take, like, with a girlfriend or whatever, you take both of their hands at the wrists and you put them together, and then you just grab like this, put one wrist here, one wrist here and you just lock <laughs> and then you, and they're, they're just like <clears throat> stop and it's like no come on you can get out of this and you almost start rooting them on like you would a kid like come on don't let life beat you down you got it you get out of this one hand grip and i don't think i could do that to jackie I, you I, I bet you could. You could. I but know. look, my, my girlfriend Jackie's was telling Taylor seven. last time when we were in Colorado that, that I submitted her with my toe. Because I, <laughs> I can do that thing with like my big toe where I pitch I really that. hard. Yeah. And like I got her in such a way that like her arm was pinned and she couldn't get her other arm 
from from beneath her body, and I was like, I got you, and it's just just my toe, just my foot, and I'm just, I'm holding her down. She's like, I'm pinned. I'm pinned. I tap. In her in her defense, if you and I were fighting and I felt your fucking toes pinch in the back of my arm, I would probably tap and be like, the fuck are you doing? You maniac with your fucking monkey toes. <laughs> See, before Taylor said that, I was going to say part of it is attitude. Like, and, and I say, so I was on a swim team, right? And all the guys like lived and breathed swimming, competitive swimming, you know, looking for an edge, killing themselves every practice, etc. Like, 80% of the girls, it was partly social for them. They were just kind of on a swim team. You know, they raced and stuff, but whatevs. There were only 20% who had, like, a guy's attitude towards, like, this is, this is my sense of self-worth wrapped up in my achievements mm -hmm. here. And they probably dominated. They did, yeah. Those were the All-Americans, yeah. And um, so, like, I, I think back to, like, getting submitted with toes. I think there might be, this, like... <laughs> I think most guys would be like, yeah, that's not a hold that works, you know, if I can, like, break it or something. Like, I don't think Kyle could submit me with his toes. Just cause of course I, not. Yeah, because, like, like, I, I wouldn't quit would there. A little. I don't oh, think I Kyle could, could submit his girlfriend with his toes. I think she quits too easily. Maybe. That could be, but it's also the thing of, like, if Brock Lesnar and I were fighting and he has the same kind of toe dexterity that Kyle does, <laughs> if he caught yeah. me with a little one there, I would still tap because I'd be like, this fucker's giving me a real pinchy bruise from his toes, and, he, and he's oh, no, way no. bigger and stronger. I'm not going to even go any further. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is pedidextrous as I am. Pedidextrous. I invented that, yeah. It works. Really yeah, I like it. Yeah, pedidextrous. I like that. Um, and let's say he has a hangnail on his big toe. He could kill you. That's a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Kill you right there. Because the thing about Brock... Around, just if Brock brain. has me in a... We'll call it a toe hold, even though that's already a thing. But if Brock has me a in reverse a... Reverse toe hold. <laughs> if Brock <laughs> has me in a new wave toe hold, uh, I have to make a decision whether I really want him to go to his second move. You know, I might just be like, ah, fuck it, I tap. You know, you got me. Yeah, yeah, you got me. Because if you don't and, have and me, you just go like to the box score and sees and sees that you were submitted to a toehold. They're like, yeah, oh, well, you got to tap to that. You got to tap. You're <laughs> right, right. After that comes the nose remover, and so obviously you tap out. In the <laughs> yeah, dude, Kyle, <laughs> like, you're a UFC too. fan. Has 2017 sucked? Yeah, it's been super boring. Um, I mean, it's um, April now, especially with the. The Habib fight falling apart, and then like the aftermath of that, and seeing that there's this limbo with Connor out there, and then GSP coming back, and but he's gonna fight fucking Bisping, and we know that he really just wants everybody just wants to fight Connor, everybody. And for that me, is representing the people who don't know anything about this, so there haven't been any great fights so far yeah. this year. You guys were all excited about Mayweather and McGregor a while back. Like what? What? Still all still this hype. if it ever happens, but but you know it's just, it's a work in art. You know, I mean it's it's a um, it's, work it's a work in progress. Uh, you know, there, there's nothing developing. It could be next year. It could never happen. Mayweather's known. I'm sorry. Mayweather's known for dragging out fights. Uh, Pacquiao yeah. was like the big money fight, and eventually happened. Dude, that thing. I don't want to exaggerate, but I think it was like five or eight years in the making. Eight, he says. Yeah, yeah. That's was that the only time they fought, or had they fought yes. before? Oh, they, they because just fought you terrified once. Him. Wait till Pacquiao got got old. That's that's what he did. But this isn't going to work this time because Conor McGregor's like twenty eight years old or whatever, and mm -hmm. Mayweather's the one who. Oh like man, that he waited eight years to fight yeah. Pacquiao, basically being like, you know, oh yeah, I can take him. How old is he? 
He's 27. Okay, I, I'll take him in eight years. Yeah, yeah. I'll take him. In, like that seems like uh, does does everybody in the fighting community look at that with derision? Like yeah. we know what you did. You waited until you thought you when you knew you could dominate. They're disappointed. Everybody sees him dodging that. Just like everybody see, thinks that uh, uh, Tyson back in the day was ducking Holyfield when he came back. Um, or Foreman. Foreman. Whenever Foreman came oh, back really? at like 43 years old and at like 300 pounds, and, and everybody's like, oh, and the walking joke George Foreman comes in. Why don't you make us up? Oh my God, he killed him. Oh, well, I guess Foreman's back now. Like, like they were about to start making fun of this guy and tell him to make their hamburgers for him. And then he came in there, sort of knocking young guys out again. And Tyson didn't want that fight. <laughs> I didn't even know Foreman fought again after the grill. Yes, he fought. He's come back three times. Like, like there was like just a couple years ago. And Foreman's like 50s, 60s. I saw him uh, doing uh, doing ads for Invent Tech on Hulu recently. But he was like, I've had another revelation. The Lord Jesus Christ has talked to me again. Wants me to be the world champ again. He's like fifty or something, and he's out there chopping trees again. Like I'm like, all right, we're I'm not buying in this time, George. Yeah. It's not 1993. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, oh, but back to MMA. I, what I feel like has happened is the whole, all of MMA is stymied a bit by the chase of the money that that comes along with a Conor McGregor fight. All of a sudden, it's like they're like, holy shit! If you fight Conor McGregor, then you get paid and not you know eight ten fifteen times what we normally get paid it's a huge raise to go fight this guy and now you're on the next level now maybe you're the guy that other people want to fight so they can get to the next level it's a big deal so you got nate diaz what's he doing right now he wants to fight conor mcgregor again he wants the trilogy to be completed you got gsp coming back out of nowhere and he's like uh i'll fight michael bisping for the title and they're like yeah yeah that's cool even though there's plenty of guys waiting in line he wants Conor McGregor too. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. That's the big money fight. That's what everybody in in the sport wants. You even got um, what Cody Garbrandt. You know, who's like a couple a weight class below. He's like, I'm gonna be the fucking three belt champ. He's my favorite fighter right now, by the way. Him and uh, Yair Rodriguez. I like Cody Garbrandt mm-hmm. and Yair. They're both really flashy. Great choices. And, uh, yeah. Real, real fun to watch. <laughs> I like Connor a lot. Uh, you know, it's almost uncool to say you're a Conor McGregor fan because oh, that, I am too, of course. Yeah, because yeah, he's, 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 he's not fighting right. McGregor fan. Because <laughs> um, like there's a lot of new fighter, a lot of new fans who like Connor. But I, I started UFC UFC one. Like that's when I started watching it. So I feel like I can like anyone anyone I want. But uh, Khabib and Ferguson was a really exciting fight that fell through. And Ferguson did something I don't like. He said, you know, like. Like they they try to get him replacement fighters and he's like fuck it nope I was prepared for Khabib I won't fight less a different money. person less money and no title you know he made even less money by not fighting at all they didn't give him his show money either they didn't give him all his show money and the gave way he's of show money yeah so the here's for people that don't know here's how it works uh you, if you make weight you typically get paid your show money and that's usually half of it and if you win you get the other half so a contract might be like 100 grand a show for a big guy like this 100 grand a show and 100 grand a win and his contract had like a special this was like a one off sort of deal like oh this is a super fight that people are really excited about so you're going to get like 200 grand a show and i don't know 200 grand a win i'm making up numbers but the concept is right and uh when his opponent didn't go, he didn't get the super show money. But his contract said that. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like Dana just changed the rules afterwards. And they talked to him. And they're like, look. You, like, when they said, look, Khabib is out. 
this is the impact. Your show money is going to be this, like your normal show money, not your super show money. And you can fight this other guy and you can do all this other stuff. And he just said no. And then he went on Twitter afterwards and was like, I didn't get all my show money. Dude, you got what the contract said you'd get. That's how this I, works. But, but offering him Michael Jackson, <coughs> no like interim title. And uh, why would he take that? You can't. Khabib the, just took Michael Johnson apart a few months before. If you lose to Michael Johnson, then holy fucking shit! Like maybe you didn't have what it took to take took to get in there with Khabib anyway. Because Khabib I took hear you. Johnson apart. If you beat him, then well, that's kind of a foregone conclusion. It, it you sure supposed to beat him, it, you know? And it's less money. It's not what he was there. Connor for would do, do it. Yeah, Connor would. He they would just say, Connor. "Ah, he's just not, a man," not for and he'd go back anymore. to sleep. Uh, he does it all the time. Like he was supposed to fight Jose Aldo, and he took Chad Mendez. He was supposed to fa- fight Junior Dos Anjos, and he took Nick Diaz. And, and I'm sorry, why, why Nate do they Diaz. allow this in uh, in UFC? Like when you say something like he was supposed to fight, you know, Stevie Fast Hands, and then he ended up fighting, you know, uh, Frankie Shamrock or whatever. Yeah. Does that mean that that dude who was getting in the fight decided, ah, nah, I'm gonna go with this guy? Tip- like different reasons. It's usually because an that injury. seems really. Oh, okay, but it's, so they're not just saying actually no. They're no, they're falling out. Well, it, uh, or, or not making, a, they're not making weight. My, my only point is you can injury sometimes. So, sometimes they'll manufacture an injury, or an, they'll break they'll break a hand. They'll get a bad cut in sparring, and you can't go in like that. They'll 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 have some sort of kidney failure from the weight cut. They won't make their weight. Uh, sometimes the they're so far don't have control. Weight, they know that by making it, they'll they'll be in shit shape, and they won't be able to fight fight. But it's never like, nah, change my mind. But so when a fighter can't make a fight, there's sometimes there's a want to wrapped up in that, right? Like Jose Aldo, uh, he was a brilliant 145 pound champion for a long time, pulled out of like half of his fights. And the thing is, if he had an injury that another guy might have fought with, he'd be like, nope, I fight 100%, fuck off. And, and he got knocked for He pulled out of like five title fights or something like that, which is why he was like a 10-year champ. He only fought when he was the best version of him. Connor, on the other hand, like Kyle and I went and saw him fight in Boston. The guy had a torn ACL in that fight. Um, when he fought against uh, whoever Cole Miller replaced, I don't recall. Uh, I think it was Seaver. I forget. But anyway, when he fought, he, his, he couldn't move his thumb. And he's like, you don't need a thumb to fight. I'm fine, right? And like, you don't need a thumb to fight. And... Like Connor goes in there and fights a Andrew. Wrestling? Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like it, I think uh, choke him. when Dos Anjos <laughs> pulled out with either a broken rib or a sore rib, people disagree. I think it might have been a foot, whatever it was. Um, Aldo pulled out with the rib, Anjos with the with the foot, and uh, Connor's like, I was more injured than both of those people for those fights, and I went and took a replacement. And uh, so, sure. like, I, you got you've got a good point there. Um, but but I think that this is somewhat different because because they're both chasing after Connor, who's fucking making it real hard to catch him. You know, he he doesn't want to get caught. You know, and and they're like, I've gotten to here, and it it you know Dana doesn't want me to fight Connor. Connor doesn't want me to fight Connor. If I fucking lose, then I go all the way back down here. And the UFC is not a fair game. There's no guarantee that once I get back up here, that I'll even get the fucking fight. And if I do get back up here. Connor might be gone. He might be a goddamn professional boxer now, you know, like or a movie star or retired or in the WWE. You know, 
I want him now. I can't take this chance of going to fight Michael Johnson, who got his ass embarrassed last time he was out against the guy I'm supposed to be here fighting and proving myself against. I can't take that chance. I, I, and I'm certainly not going to take it for less money and with less on the line. Sure, if you, if you say this is for the interim title... And if Michael Johnson beats me, he gets the interim, and then he faces Connor. Then yeah, you do that. But you can't have your cake and eat it too, UFC. You can't you can't get your money today out of me. And if I lose, throw me away like yesterday's trash. Like it's one or the other. Like like you can't have your cake and eat it too. I, I like what he did. That's what I'd have done too. I, I'm there to fight this one guy, and then I get my life's aspiration, which is to fight for the fight the biggest guy on the biggest stage for the biggest amount of money, which is I, what a Connor. I don't like uh, what, what he did. This? I understand it, but I feel like if you are the man, right, and they offer you like the 11th best ranked fighter, then you're like, what? Yeah, fuck, I'll take it. Give me an easy He's one. He's not 11th? He was 7th. Michael Johnson? Like, okay, 7th, right? If you think you're the champion and the 7th best guy comes along on short notice, you're like, yeah. Uh, it's probably like three minutes for a guy like me. But we know MMA, right? Like, this isn't like collegiate wrestling, where if you're number one and he's number seven, whoo. You're about to get thrown. This isn't this isn't uh, professional boxing where you're number one and number seven. You're not going to talk right anymore mm-hmm. after this. Like like it's MMA and and, and those th- it's just such little things Anything can happen. end the whole fucking fight. One blow, one strike, one faint. But that that's you don't the point of like be. That's why arguably it's more impressive to be a champion in the UFC than. That boxing. I don't know shit about boxing. I have no less idea. Less impressive I'm, I'm now. Just, okay, less impressive. But I'm saying I like what I don't like about. about- Correct me if I'm wrong about the UFC, but like part of the reason I can't get into it as much other than I'm just like into team sports more is like for hockey, NBA, NFL, every year there's a fucking schedule. It's like, all right, on the 5th, we play the Patriots on the 12th. We play the Jaguars, like whatever. And it's like it's not like you can be like, yeah. You know what? Actually, we're not going to play the Colts this week. Brady's not feeling hot. We're not the best version of ourselves. And. Like, it, but it, it holds you to a structure. Like, if you lose six games in a row, sucks to suck. But you have to play that seventh game. With UFC and these single fighter sports, it seems almost like the guy fighting and his team has control of, like, all right, we're going to have this fight, and then we're going to have this, and then we're going to have that. But, oh, no, he's doing real good now. We're not going to schedule that one. And it's almost like you're just kind of stacking the deck of scheduling in your own favor, and then whoever emerges as the most, quote-unquote, popular in the the fan of field the, the f- fans then they are suddenly the quote like best fighter and they're the one to ramp it, it doesn't well, seem like, like the, NA, NA, the nhl like, the nhl couldn't be like like if the blues are the biggest fan base of all time the, they couldn't just be like oh now the blues <laughs> they play they play the fucking colorado avalanche 30 times in a row and then they round out the season with 50 games in new jersey and it's like <laughs> what that's 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 ridiculous well th- they want to see the blues in the stanley cup i'm sorry like uh, that's what they got to do like that's it i get that feeling from the ufc and i'm sure i'm wrong but is there at least some truth to that that yeah. it's like you're you're stacking the deck it's not really a lot of parity it depends how good your team is they're absolutely stacking the deck and they're putting on they're trying to make certain guys rise to the top or certain girls rise to the top they're they're it, it, they, they always are. Look at um, it was just a few Fox events ago when they had Paige Van Zant and um, that karate hottie name? Michelle Waterson versus Waterson. Like I, I, it's not her name. I'm trying to come up with. It's um, the it's the guy, the really good looking Heath Northcut or Heath Sage Northcliff Northcutt. or Sage Northcut. Okay, all it, like like he and Paige Van Zant are both very very attractive. They look like like supermodels or something, you know, mm-hmm. or like swimsuit models or whatever, and. 
neither one of them have the skills it takes to be on a, the stage that they were on. They should have been where they were, certainly not in the same night. It was such a shitty night of fights. Both of them lost. And it was it was great to watch Michelle Waterman take her apart because she's like a true fucking martial artist. It was she fucking picked her apart, beat the she's shit out of her. She's also good looking, very good looking, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and actually talented. So they, I, I thought there you had the UFC being like, this is going to sell more tickets. This is going to get more people watching just because we've got two really good good looking people fight. Just why when they had CM Punk, uh, the, the 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 wrestler, you know, come in for his uh... first UFC fight. And that guy beat the dog shit Mickey, out of him. Gail, Mickey, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Gail? his name's Mickey. I, I'm not sure about the Gail part, but it's great. His walk-in song is that "Hey Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind." Hey Mickey, <laughs> and yeah, the whole place lights up. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's uh, I don't. It's entertainment, so I understand if you're gonna have. I I got no problem if they did a freak fight. You know, every event, if they had like some retired uh, football player versus some like sumo wrestler and like yeah let's have him go at it in the cage but i also like the pure side of the the sport where we get to see martial artists compete against each other i like a balance I, I think the ufc does it pretty yeah. well uh, one of the problems lately though is that a lot of the people who are right near the top it's a bit of a log jam you know they can't get the fights they want and the people they want to fight it seems like as soon as people get a belt they back off to like one fight a year you know they're always mm-hmm. injured they're always unavailable they're all like, they want to hold they, that belt for. They do a lot of sports casting. <coughs> uh, <laughs> they do a lot of this right here, John. Uh, yeah. they, they immediately want to like put that belt on a table, sit behind it, and watch someone else get their asses kicked while they get paid, which is, you know, having your cake and eating it too. I'm the champion, and uh, I'm going to be here telling you about that guy getting beaten up tonight, not doing any beating myself. Like they all do that. Like if you watch the uh, the UFC um, coverage show, whatever that thing's called, it's. There's only one lady on there that that lady I, she's black I think um, she's There's the only one I know who Misha isn't a Tate fighter. Misha Tate is on it sometimes. Yeah, Misha Tate's on there, and and obviously you know ex fighter she if you can call her retired at thirty or whatever she is. Um, she's not a fighter anymore. She no. retired. Yeah. She had a couple of bad outings in a row she had there. Two bad outings. She was a champ and then she lost and lost. And she, uh, like she's at that level of like baseball in 1886 where there was a guy who was like pretty good and there this is like oh this is whitey wallace johnson the first man to bunt and it's like (laughs) oh wow this this guy's claim to fame is that he figured out you know you don't have to swing cheerio chaps you don't have to swing the bat as hard as you want you can just tap it over and you just tapped it like that and then people was fast enough to get over here (laughs) and and he's british for some reason but he's (laughs) But because he's a cricket player who came is, over and revolutionized the sport. She, she is so lucky You're to be where of she Ronda is Rousey, now. I think. She is. No, no, Misha Tate. Because I, okay. I, like, Ronda Rousey was more impactful. I would have given her mm-hmm. as like the first person to hit an insignificant amount of home runs in a season until they realized, like, wow, now that we got this swinging thing down, this sports science, you know, we can really figure it out. People aren't going like this, like a maniac <laughs> up in the air and then like, coming down with the wrong angles. Like, they used to do that. Yeah, they did. Like, and then they figured out sports science. Like, watch, watch a goalie in hockey in 1974. He's, like, standing there. Some of them not fully on the mask train yet and then a slap shot goes by and if it's low just some of them just kind of like 
just move their lower body over there. And they're like, oh, <laughs> fuck it again. Got away from God me. God damn it. And then mm. now if you watch it, like they're just fanatics. Like they're perfect athletes. Like that's exactly the same thing that's happening with women's UFC. It's going to get so much better, so much fucking faster. It's Because they're in their yeah. infancy. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna sneak a man in there pretty soon. That's my prediction. They're gonna sneak oh. a dude into oh, like women's. a trans person. There's nothing they're I hate s- more than some dude pretending to be a woman and then acting like he dominated the field. Yeah, we covered that at the opening of the one show. In there, they, they, <laughs> it won't be in like like hi, I'm I'm Mike and I I beat up women for a living. It won't be that. It'll be like wow, yeah, that Lacey Green man, she's a killer. She's a killer. Looks like Tyson in there, and she's she's gone on like a three year win streak, and then we find it like, like we see find, find out she's got a cock. Do you like know she has about a car Fallon Fox? Her cock falls out, and we're just yeah, like, we, ah, we talked about Fallon it? Fox. Okay, yeah, Fallon the the trans guy. Right, yeah. Now um, she she had the surgery. Whatever the term is. So she was pretty woman, you know, like on the scale of womanness, she's pretty far along there. Like she didn't have a penis Which anymore. Which surgery did she have? She turned herself from a guy into a girl, so she got a vagina. Okay. Yeah, but having said that, she grew up as a guy. She developed like a guy's bone structure. Um, He has man hands. Yeah, man hands. That are just bigger, bigger hands. Like, what was the quote from the lady that fought her? She was like, usually, like, the, the woman she was fighting said something like, I'm a very strong woman. I'm a fighter. Put me up against any woman on the street. I'm gonna win. And when Fallon Fox grabbed my arm, it was a strength that I had never felt in the ring before. I was trapped. <laughs> I was locked. I could not move. And wow. it's like, th- it, it's funny in that way, like a bit, but it's also like fucked up that this is someone who worked her whole a- her ass off her whole life to be the best at this. And then someone else goes, oh, this is really hard, but I'm a man at, in a woman's body now. And so I should be. I'm just gonna go in and destroy this whole league. <laughs> like I'm just gonna go in and dominate. Like how would how would you she see the not power feel? lifter, the transsexual oh. power? Yes, lifter? that is bullshit too. Oh my god, they, they've got a freeze frame of this 40 year old man like pressing. I'm gonna say I, I, in my in my head there are four plates on each side. So let's just say they're 45 pounds each. So that's 360 plus the bar, which is 50. Let's round down. So 410 pounds. It appears that this individual is pressing 400 pounds above his head. And it looks like a 42 year old man, like the hairline, the jawline, like everything. And it's it, he, he is competing in women's powerlifting and has set a new world record. Can you believe it? And yeah. it's just I just can't. That's it, it, such horse shit. Like it's that, horse shit. It, it's gonna be a real thing. That's gonna be a fucking problem in the next couple of years. I swear, the trans people wanting to be in women's athletics will be a problem. There will never, ever, ever be an instance of a woman becoming a man and then deciding. Well, it turns out I'm way better at football than I ever imagined. <laughs> I'm going out for the NFL. Because, but they because can't sports, those big yeah, mitts on me. Because sports are a meritocracy, as they should be. The best people get it, and the best people play. It doesn't matter what your race is. Look at basketball. Like, if black people are the best, fucking put them on there. Hockey. If fucking Russians are the best or Canadians, just fucking throw them on there. It doesn't matter. It's all about how good you are. And... People are eventually going to start going into women's leagues, trans people, because they know they're going to be able to run the gambit, like, and just win. Like, and that's going to be something where all those female athletes, those genetically female athletes, are going to have to sit there and pretend to be okay with it, while society figures out what to do and be like, you know, I, uh, 
I, I worked my entire life to get to this point. I worked everything I have. I spent lots of money and made a lot of difficult decisions. And this and this man masquerading as a woman has defeated me. I'm very <laughs> upset. But it's also I'm tolerant and I'll carry her flag or whatever they want me to do. Like, it's like I worked so hard that I stopped getting a period only to be beaten by someone who's never fucking <laughs> had one a day in their life. <laughs> That <laughs> that happened funny. in the it was like was it Texas high school wrestling we talked yeah, about it on PKA really yeah and some dude just you know he identified yeah. as a girl he identified as someone who kicks girls asses uh, hey hey what's the uh, national uh, martial art of uh, uh, Israel Krav Maga um, something like that Jiu Jitsu Jiu Jitsu Jiu Jitsu oh. <laughs> It came to me last night in bed, and I was like, I'm a genius! And then I Googled it today. Oh, it's fucking... That, that's the oldest joke ever, apparently. Like, like, yeah. Isn't that the worst? When you think you came up with a funny joke, yeah. and then you look it up, and you're like, oh, I'm just a parallel-thinking idiot. Like, but I wasn't like, as... But, but think about like, like the I was process gonna go that I went through. I wasn't, as, I wasn't a big enough asshole to be like, no one ever thought of jujitsu. I immediately was like... I bet you a lot of people. Yep. Uh, <laughs> didn't have to get all the way through Itsu. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, what was I going to Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a shitty situation because the biggest victims and all that are all the girls who are just trying to play sports in a league that they can be competitive in, you know? Like, it, it's just not fair. And, and the rule should the just be... The victim is that guy at Nike who has to come out, figure out how to wake, make a women's fucking sports garment that'll conceal this guy's balls. <laughs> <laughs> He's the biggest like, victim oh, in all this. The real trouble big... is uh, Trey Moore's over there. That guy's <laughs> fucked. He sits in his cubicle all day working Rebecca, on testicle concealment. With your bicycle shorts, the guys over at Nike want to know, do you dress to the left or right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I'm envious of the St. Louis Blues. There was a, a fleeting moment last week where it looked like the Hurricanes might win. I, I, yeah. Maybe it was before the show. It was right around there. They were literally like a win and a half, you know, an overtime loss, out of tying for a playoff spot. And it was like, you know, this could happen. They're on a four-game winning streak. They're hot as hell. It, it, like, they're out there melting the ice. Like, they could do it. And then, you know, they lost two games or something. And the team that they're trying to catch, is I don't, I'm out of date now, but they were on like a five-game winning streak, and there was just no catching them. And... Now it's over. Yeah, they were. Uh, they can still technically make it if uh, the Islanders and, and Boston, Ottawa, and Boston and Tampa Bay don't win any more games, <laughs> and Carolina wins all the remaining games. But I'm pretty you sure some of those plane crashes. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what you would need. But they, they need yeah, an the, MMA the West, situation. Uh, if we, if Boston would just say, you know what. I'm feeling kind of blue. We're not doing it. <laughs> and, uh, and then maybe someone could take their spot, a last-minute replacement. Boston's going to have a movie? fucking riot if they miss the playoffs again because this will be the third game, year in a row where the last game of the season is you win, you make the playoffs, you lose, you miss the playoffs. And uh. if they do that again this year, it would be fucking hilarious because I, 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 I don't have any pity for teams that have won a Stanley Cup in the last uh, 10 years. And so... Oh, then you must not uh, like the Hurricanes. Uh, no, no, no. It's 11 years ago now. They're, ah! they're all good. <laughs> so so I'm, fine with the, I'm fine with the Hurricanes. I'm fine with the Flyers. I'm fine with the Devils. But fuck Chicago. Even Tampa Bay, I like them. But it, when something bad happens to them, it's, that's kind of just like the attitude of, oh, fuck. No, no, Tampa Bay, they haven't won in the last 10 years. That was 13 years ago, 12 years ago. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the Blues do okay knowledge. in the playoffs. We're, uh, we 
don't have a couple of our good centers, which is bad news. And we brought up a couple, a uh, couple young guns from the AHL. Uh, uh, Kyle, are you gonna say something? Oh, it was a burp. Okay, yeah, it was a burp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell I you thought, what. Oh, Kyle's got some hockey talk. Oh no, it was a burp. It Both the burp. Flyers <laughs> and the Hurricanes would make the playoffs if they were in the West. If uh, if they were in the West, it's hard to know because you'd have to pick two teams to swap them out for. Uh, you know, for the records. I, I hear you. I, and I know it's not that simple. I'm just saying that it was easier over yeah, there the, this uh, year. The Metro division has been awesome this year. Strongest by a good bit. And the Atlantic has been, I guess Atlantic and Pacific. Probably Pacific a little weaker overall. But I don't know. The bottom part of Atlantic's just not good. But I don't know. I, I, I just don't want Chicago to win. And that's that's really the end of my list. I don't expect the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. And more than anything, I don't want Chicago to win again. And so if I were a smart man, I'd put $5,000 on Chicago today and reap the benefits. As the soon bottom as it part of the Atlantic looks a good bit better than the bottom part of the Pacific. I don't... I don't... I don't know. Of, oh, uh, because of Arizona, mainly. Arizona's fucking horrible there. But... I guess you're right there. Yeah, Montreal or uh, the Atlantic Division is more clustered up. Vancouver's lousy too. Yeah, yeah Vancouver started the year real good for very briefly, and then they fell oh, to shit. They pulled the Flyers. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, no. The Flyers uh, they broke an NHL record this year. Or, or oh they set yes, a new no one has precedent. ever had a ten game win streak and not made the playoffs before. We're so That's proud. True. Yeah. No team has ever won ten games in a <clears> row and then missed the playoffs, <laughs> which is. It's a good baffling. one to have, I guess. Mm. No, it's not great because no. uh, like the Blues have tons of ones like that. They're the only team, <coughs> the oldest team to have never won a single game in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, because the only time they made it was in the late 60s, early 70s when they played the original six teams in the finals and like got you know, shit-rocked by the fucking Canadians who just grabbed all the good Canadians around mm. Montreal and put them on the team. But yeah, it's... <laughs> It's all right. Eventually, uh, no, they won't win ever. That's all right. I'm yeah, going well, to I'm I'm put a snarky uh, thing about the Blues on my tombstone, but it's not going to be that thing where it's like, I hope they can be my pallbearers so they can let me down one last time. It's <laughs> not going to be that one. I hopefully have plenty of time to think, but I will put one. <laughs> I, so, I, uh, at least you're I was going to change the topic. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Rick and Morty season three premiered on April Fool's Day, and we had a bit of a hard time even convincing Woody to click the link. <laughs> that I was feel so like so slow, dude. It, it, when I started watching it, I watched like the last, I'll say, two minutes of the show, like because it was just looping and looping. On a loop, yeah. And uh, so it ends with like nonsensical Rick talk into threats or whatever. And I was yeah. like, this isn't even... Nine more years, Morty! Nine more years! Rick and Morty, nine more years! 97 more episodes! <laughs> and I was like, this isn't even the show. Like, I thought I was... Remember the court case where, like, Rick and Morty did the voices and that guy, like, yeah. was talking yeah. to the judge? I thought it was something like that. Like, I, I was like, this... Because they came out on April Fool's Day, and I had my guard up so strong against being fooled that I didn't believe what was true. It wasn't until like 15 minutes in that I believed it was a real episode. I couldn't believe that Chiz jumped. Chiz, like, like I, 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 just, I just put it on Skype and like let it sit there. Like there was no, oh my God, look everyone. It was, I, I literally wrote like, I, I put the link there and it said, Woody, this is, you know, this is season three, episode one of Rick and Morty. And then just walked away. And my hope was that he was going to go, 
not today. <laughs> Nobody was going to jump in and like start discussing the episode and that we'd get here today and he'd be like, yeah, you tried to get me with that. And we'd all be like, you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> like I was hoping for it, but Chiz just jumps in. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's on a fucking loop and it's playing until midnight. Get in there, watch it now. And I, uh, I, I didn't want any spoilers and I wanted to watch it from the beginning, which was kind of tough. So, so what I would tough. do, what I did was I went on Reddit and I started looking at Reddit comments and, and I timed it out. You know, they, 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 they said that there was, uh, you know, a couple of commercial breaks, 22 to 23 minute episode. And so I had like this and then I, I knew when it had started and when the loops were happening. So I was able to time it within a couple of minutes and I would I would jump in, see that it wasn't like the end or the beginning or a commercial, which is what I was looking for. And then go away and then jump back in every like 30 seconds until I hopped right in in a commercial. And then it just begins, you know, at Shoney's and everything. I loved it. I thought it was excellent. I was great. Uh, really excited for this season. Uh, it I thought it really was good. good. I, I didn't think it was magic or anything, though. Like, it was, it was Rick and Morty. It really was. Um, that was crazy. They took out the, the, the whole intergalactic empire. He destroyed the entire citadel of Ricks. He, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, he killed dozens of Ricks, dozens of Mortys. I saw a Morty's eyeballs pop out. Hey, one, a Rick used a, a hammer Morty. Morty. A yeah. <laughs> hammer Morty. Ah, uh, man. Uh, hey, yeah. I don't know if you get it. I want to watch so it good. again. I, I felt a little let father. down. I wanted the escape from jail to be like three episodes of daring do and you know whatever. And no, it wasn't like that. It was like he's just put on his superhero hat and did anything he wanted. Well, they it, like yeah. he was he was and Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Like you know, seventy people always, shooting at him at once, and he just shoots back and doesn't get the, hit. The beginning of the episode smarter. where he does the thing where he says like. Oh, remember that? How I was in jail last time. I somehow got out of it or something. Like I know yeah, it's. And that's how it's, I escaped out of intergalactic. Yeah, uh, you remember I was in jail just a few weeks ago, Morty. Like I got out of it uh, somehow. Like they were like whatever it was. Like I didn't like that for the same reason Woody said, and feeling really silly because it is a commercial or a, a cartoon show, so it shouldn't matter as much. Right. But seeing that, I was like, oh god damn it! I wanted to see how he got out of the prison. Well, when wait he was, a minute, like, they showed that. Well, hang on. Like, I think no. you're a bit. Think think about this for a minute. Like like the whole thing at Shoney's was them trying to fool Rick's mind with the whole illusion. Like like they they were they had made Rick think that he no, had escaped I, from. I, I was being too uh, too obtuse there. I guess I I was meaning more specifically. You know when he's in that thing like suspended in yeah. like the crucifix pose and he's yeah. got like all the monsters next to him and they're like, "What are you waiting for?" He's like, "Everything." And then they. <laughs> fucking leave i wanted to see him how he would break out of that because i had in my head some like master scheme of him somehow manipulating all the other criminal aliens and starting his right. own federation season i don't how like, exactly do you smart your way out of handcuffs you know show me that and they didn't they did, all of a sudden he's i don't know armed and running around and shooting people i need to watch it again i feel like i don't quite all right, so, know so, everything well, what happened is they, they, they always, they need Rick. They can't just lock him away and throw the key away. He has too much valuable information. He's the most intelligent man in existence, in any existence. And he is the Rickiest Rick of them all. Mm. So he is smarter than all of them. Um, and, and so they, they want to extract that knowledge from him, specifically the portal gun. They want to know how to get to other dimensions because they're a single singular dimensional intergalactic uh, group of insectoids or whatever the fuck. And so they can't just lock him away, throw the key away. They gotta, they're trying to get that out of his brain. And so he, he creates that elaborate like ruse inside of his own head and like turns the tables on them and then writes that formula on the ground. And when they enter that formula into their computers, they give him complete access of their computers. And then it just goes from there. And he's transferring his consciousness from one of them to the other. 
Ah, man, I love that shit. That was, that's one of my favorite Rick and Morty episodes ever. I Didn't think. they straight up pull that exact same ruse before when, like, he gave them the wrong formula and they entered it and it uh, fucked him up? No, he gave, the, the way it did before is he told them how to make uh, crystallized xanthanite or some made-up thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, you take these two things and then you add tap water and he gave them the wrong explanation on how to make these energy crystals and then they ended up killing themselves when they that, tried to do it. Yeah. That sounds very similar to... It is very them- <laughs> similar. It's Really, the only thing that changes is the means by which they blow up. So <laughs> In one, it's more direct. In the other one, it's through a, a, a code. So. Yeah, well, that... What he did this time around gives him access to, gives him control over the computer program he's in, then gets him out of it. And then from there, of course, like the 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 SEAL team Rick comes in or whatever and like messes his plan up. So he's like, ah, I was about to go up to level nine and, and change the currency from one to zero. But now I guess I'll just transfer my consciousness through two or three Ricks, go all the way to the Citadel of Ricks and then beam it into the mid. I love that when he like beamed it into the middle of the prison and it's all like sticking out sideways and shit's flying everywhere. I, I, I really dug the episode and I love that they did it on April, April Fool's Day because I'm sure so many people saw Rick and Morty. Yeah. It's out. It's out. It's, 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 it's out. And we're just like, not today. I like any kind of thing that like those companies do, especially adult, like adult swim seems to do a good thing with this where they do marketing and certain things in a way that kind of flies in the face of propriety where they're like, you know, for most companies, if they were like, Hey, let's do the newest episode of walking dead as a surprise. And we just put it out there and stream it. And we see what happens like the ABC or uh, mm-hmm. whatever fucking channel has uh, walking dead. They would be like uh, AMC. They would be like, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, we're yeah. not going to get any ad dollars for that. We're not going to be able to, to monetize it at all. And then like when, people like adult swim or rick and morty do it it's almost it's very endearing it's like a good faith it's a way to build good faith for Mm -hmm. your brand like nobody would think that rick and morty the rick and morty is like a youtuber in 2012 that uploaded a call of duty video every 10 days and then they uploaded one every two months and then they uploaded one three times in a day and then they uploaded one (laughs) 10 days later like and people hated those youtubers because they're like god damn it i can't get any structure i don't know when to come back you would think that their fans would hate them, but they just little things like this make a world of difference because people are like, well, goddamn, like they they looked out for us a little bit. It's a nice today. surprise, yeah, you it's know? like a gift, yeah. And then, like you said, if they were Walking Dead, they would be planning it forever and promoting it in the structure. And Walking Dead ended. I uh, I don't know if you guys watch Walking. Oh, the Dead. whole show ended. No, no, no. The season ended, and um, it was a good show. I know Kyle hasn't seen it yet, but. <clears throat> It turns out, so Walking Dead, by the way, keep in mind, 16 episodes. So it's a, it's a big thing. There's a lot of shows, 16-hour episodes. And the whole year is kind of background building and hype for next year. And that, to me, seems like, I, I like it. That always me. sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? I, there are a lot of people who act like I'm just, I don't have the attention span and maturity for good things. But it's like, dude, I don't know, man, that... A whole, I liked it with Better Call Saul somehow, mostly, but it just seems, I feel like this is the lost year, you know? The whole thing we were just, was just Rick trying to sort of yeah. build friends. It's I don't like what they people say, like about Walking Dead, what you're saying when people are like, oh, you just, you know, you have to enjoy the down seasons to appreciate the up seasons, where it's like, no, that applies to moments. You need to <laughs> appreciate the down moments so that you can, when an up moment happens in that episode or that 
series of episodes, you can go, oh, that was really good. That was great. I hate it when shows have entire seasons where, and the reason they do that is because the season before, as they were storyboarding at the end of it and being like, all right, this is where we're going to go from here and shit like that. They're like, oh, fuck, actually, no, damn it. We can't jump right into there. That doesn't make any sense. Well, how do we get them to Barbados? Okay, well, we got to do fucking this first, and then they get a long protracted thing, and they don't they don't truncate it into like a little area. It just becomes a whole season. It always feels like panicky almost, where they know they're running out of shit. I think The Office and Parks and Rec had a season like that, and they're not even story building shows. <laughs> they're but they had shows or like at least one whole season in The Office at the end where it was just shit. I know I know Kyle disagrees because you like The Office the whole way through. It's um, right? I, I, the. Uh, uh, the office, um, like the tenth season, ninth season, is is pretty shaky at times. Like when you got Andy taking them to like um, Andy's the boss, and he takes them to um, what's the battlefield up in Pennsylvania, Gettysburg. That's a weak fucking episode. Um, there's an episode where they, there's a couple episodes where they just find an excuse to leave the office and like go do something as a as a group of people, which is kind of silly. Which doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, there's one where long story short they all end up in a work bus in the parking lot and then they drive the work bus somewhere and it's like ah this is is..." the later seasons aren't that great i guess let me tell you what i've been sucked into by uh chiz partially i i like rogan i like most of his guests and i I like going into it and stuff but i started listening to the ones with graham hancock on there and uh this other scientist whose name i can't recall this is his podcast (sighs) And uh, yeah, the podcast, and then that got me really interested in Graham Hancock. Now he's a he's a, this scientist who, over the the course of the last twenty or thirty years, has been collecting evidence to support his theories, and he's got a ton of evidence. Basically, the it, it takes many hours to to get the full grasp of what 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 he's basically proven at this point. But it seems that human human history, uh, as he puts it, is is built upon sand. It not, it's not built on a firm foundation, at least our idea of, of, of early human history, which is that we started as these hunter-gatherers and slowly evolved into what we are today. Um, he proposes, and he puts forth ton of, tons and tons of evidence from ice cores to, uh, to, uh, to um, you know, the materials that are being used and carbon dating that, that, that's uh, hyper-reliable uh, because of the situation that they're in, that human civilization around, I think it's 12,000 years ago, there was this comet impact over North America that flash melted the uh, the ice caps there. Sea levels went up 300 feet, and it started this period known as the Younger Dryas, where the temperature of the Earth dropped by 18 to 20 degrees centigrade and stayed like that for 20 for 1,200 years. And 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 all of this is factual. This is from from uh, you can you can tell by the oxygen levels in the at- the CO2 levels in the atmosphere from the ice cores in Greenland. Um, that, that this happened and it lasted for 1,200 years. And what he believes and what many of these people believe is that before this happened, human civilization had gotten to the point, this 12,000 years ago, had gotten to the point of building, of having mathematics, astronomy, being able to build great uh, um, temples and monolithic structures and, and, and things like that, which flies in the face of traditional archaeology. Um, and of course, he, and over the course of this thing, I bought his book last night and started, I, I'm, I'm quarter of the way into the book now, but one of the main pieces of cool evidence is this place in Turkey called Gebleki Tepe. Um, it's, um, I think the name translates, to, translates in Turkish to pot-bellied hill, and that's what it looked like. It looked like this pot-bellied hill out in the middle of the, the, uh, the plains, and what they have found is that there are stone megalithic structures that were purposefully buried 
12,000 years ago, right at the time of this great cataclysm. They were buried purposefully. They were used for a few thousand years and then sealed in with Earth. And because they're sealed in, the carbon dating on the material that's, that's at the bottom of it is super reliable. It goes back to twelve to 15,000 years. And, and these things were, originally when they were discovered, they were, uh, they were like, oh, well, that's medieval work there. Like, like that's not what we're here for. The, the team from Boston University was like, that's medieval stonework you're looking at there. We're, we're here for ancient stonework. And they just you know, wrote it off. It's not medieval stonework. It looks like medieval stonework because it's so fucking good. And the carvings are so good. There's all these like high relief, which means like deeply carved mm -hmm. uh, carvings of um, lions and, and all kinds of animals and human beings. And some of these human beings are tall with beards holding handbags, curved handle, square handbag. They go to Mexico. There's another picture of these tall bearded men with their handbags. And in the, in the legends from Mexico to Assyria to Turkey to all these ancient religions, there's a name for them. And, and they claim in all of these different uh, societies and civilizations that these people were from a lost civilization. Sometimes they're revered as gods or spirits or men from a magical land. But they're the ones who supposedly came to these people and taught them agriculture and, and raised them up from being cavemen. So what he believes is that... The, is that people from what we would call Atlantis today, some sort of super civilization that existed before this great cataclysm was completely wiped off the earth by the rising sea levels. Think about where man settles traditionally along the coastlines. All of those were swallowed up. Things like the story of Atlantis is really interesting because they have a, you know, it's a fictional thing we think of it, but it came from Plato. Plato passed that story down to us from his ancestor, um, whose name is like Solon. Yes, yeah, Solon. Solon went to Egypt and he talked to the priest there. And he asked them, you know, how, when did all this happen? When the world ended and we started anew? And uh, when did Atlantis sink? And, and the priests in Egypt told Solon 9,000 years ago from now. That was 600 B.C. You, that, you, that's 9,600 B.C. to us. That's when this fucking meteor hit. So the Egyptians claimed that Atlantis sunk at the exact same time that this meteor, or this comet, struck the Earth and caused the... Uh, water levels to rise. It's really fucking fascinating. I've it seemed, really this this seems this like guy. super interesting in the way that like like when I start getting into it, like I'll want to believe certain things about it because it's like this is really neat if it happened this way. But it seems mm. like something where there's a lot of backfilling <coughs> where it's like, oh, these people that, that covered people in honey and forced them to be eaten by bugs to death, they had a real good, good understanding of a 10,000 year calendar as well. They like, I, I don't... I don't know. I and want also, this like, the, guy the bearded be, and the bagged thing. I want to see him debate someone who knows enough to debate him, right? Because I hear this, and I have no background to challenge it as either true or false. It's not connecting puzzle pieces for me. I really don't have other puzzle pieces. This is the only piece I have. Hey, look, Kyle gave me a piece of this puzzle, and I hope it fits in with the rest. Who knows? Right? This is, yeah. and, and I don't want to see him say, on like, Joe like, Rogan's show. From, yeah, I yeah. Same I, thoughts. I, I want to see him against like a college professor who teaches an alternative history and hear them sort of mesh it he out. He brings that up constantly. Mm. So, so a few of the things that he, the, the evidences he uses, he explains throughout his thing. He's like, they won't even talk to me about this. They hate me. No one will discuss this. You bring it up to them and they walk out of the room like you just asked Trump about a Russian connection. 
because the I new evidence in the carbon basing <laughs> dating like flies really in the face of what's traditionally believed. Now the the men to the handbags and stuff, that's the stuff that gets toward the fringe for me. Even though it's carbon a fucking stone on two two sides of the yeah. earth, the stuff that's real though is the Greenland ice cores that they drilled that show the CO2 levels, which accurately give us the temperature of the earth and the oxygen levels at the time. So they can definitely use that to, to tell that these temperature levels change drastically, pinpoint it. Um, also, the, um, they have uh, a layer of soot ash that's, that's um, from that exact period of time that could be dated there that would have been caused by the gigantic con conflagration of all the forest burning. They also have these impact diamonds that are only created by the, by by um, extremely uh, by meteor impacts and comet impacts on the Earth, they uh, they hit the uh, they hit the ground and create such pressure and uh, temperature that they create these hexagonal diamonds. Those exist in that in those same la layers of the Earth in that same period of time. They also have what's called nuclear glass. It's the glass that's formed from a nuclear explosion when the glass when sand is melted. That's in that layer too. So what it's, is the conclusion that's being drawn from all this that seems to deter other because if the guy's saying I'm trying to talk about this with scientists all the time and they're just ignoring me like what is so what is his conclusion from is all not, this so so, so what it that's seems is that archaeology isn't a science in the way that biology and astronomy are you know there 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 there, there isn't as much uh, scientific uh, process involved with it what where, where you get your facts in archaeology it seems is ex professor teaches it this way Everyone believes what ex-professor says because he did the research and he's the one who knows. And when when you've got new information like when they found Goblaki Tepe and, and it just – the stones that are in there are not supposed to be able to be shaped that way in that period of time. It just – it's compl it, it's during a time where traditional archaeology says that we were hunters and gatherers who just nomadically walked around with spears and addle addles. But these things are huge. They're 20 tons, I think, 40 tons. They're 20 feet tall. There's there's 50 different sites, they believe. They're all buried in. Just the burying of this, you, when you see it, just what it would have taken for men thousands of years ago with, I presume, baskets full of rubble to make trips back and forth, it's insane. It, it's not the sort of thing that some hunter-gatherers would have done. It would have required like an organized labor force and and months of planning and years of work, and then you got to provision all those people. And keep in mind, this is a time where we're not even supposed to have specialized labor yet. Specialized labor is when agriculture uh, allows for surpluses. That means that I don't have to feed myself. I can learn to chisel stone now. I can be a stone worker. Those aren't supposed to exist at that time in history. We're all supposed to be doing one thing, and that's fucking and fighting and getting food. And they're like all about all, the it same all makes thing. Sense. That's kind of three things. When you say it, but it's always yeah. like yeah. they're all it's punched the same a hole thing. in your theory already. <laughs> it's, it's the same like what you're saying, like it all makes sense to me, but it's exactly like when it's like, oh, this whole bar's green. It runs on burnt trash. It's totally green that way. All that smoke goes up into the sky and it creates stars. <laughs> like, it sounds right. I don't know enough to dispute it. Like, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't believe me. Go watch. Either get his book because it's like ten fucking dollars. And and you, and you and and the reason I immediately like pressed buy. He was like, please just buy the book because that further further funds me. And I, I go out in the field. And he does. Like this isn't a guy who sits like in somewhere and like types a bunch of shit and like bullshit. Like he's all over the planet, all over. He's been to Egypt countless times, and he's going on these expeditions to Turkey, and and like their group because they're kind of flying in the face of like traditional archaeology. Sometimes they they they're scrimping money together to get ex scientists from this this Robert Shock guy from uh, I want to say Boston University, but it's probably not right. Like he had to fly him to Egypt 
to look at the Sphinx because the thing about the Sphinx is <laughs> traditional traditional archaeology says it was built between 2,500 and 4,500 years ago by the Egyptians, but it's got water erosion on it, and there wasn't water precipitation in the Egyptian delta significant enough to do that. Um, this the last time that happened was 12,000 years ago. Also, um, this is well, both the oh, strength. Years old. Uh, this is both what the strength and weakness of science. I, 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 I promise I'll let you go. But uh, it's like what's cool about this is when science is wrong, usually they'll get around to saying, "Okay." Mess that one up. This is our new theory, right? So science can never stay wrong because they just switch to whatever's right. But when science is proven wrong, you're also like, well, what else are you wrong about? You know, at least the church over there has been consistent with their message. You know, stay away from your shellfish. And you have to, like, keep in mind, like, like it's so easy to be like, oh, that's done, said and done. We all believe that and we're all okay with it. But Which there's, like where there's we might be. absolutely shit. I don't know what it is, but there's absolutely shit that's totally scientifically accepted right now that we're going to find out in 10 years, 15 years, maybe five years, is like, oh, oh man, we didn't just have that wrong. We were actually doing the wrong thing. Oh, fuck. Oh, I this feel is like make I've watched bad. that happen five times with diets. Now, the general idea of what, of what example. eating right is is more or less consistent. But I'll tell you, when I was a kid, milk was considered a health food. You know, like they would, they would like force us to drink it every dinner because milk makes you big and it's like spinach yeah. and Popeye, right? Now milk is viewed as kind of, it's better than soda, I guess, but like. It's more it, middle of the road. It's yeah, not this superfood. Exactly. And you know, the, the, the calories in calories out thermodynamics thing that you've heard me fuss about this and that, uh, while I think that that's generally on the right idea all these diets are generally on the right idea the, the paleo diet like oh you only eat things that cavemen would have digested <laughs> without cooking yeah well if you think about it that pretty much means like you eat vegetables and stuff like that and, yeah. you, know, and you yeah. also did you did you read a sign or wipe your ass that day you're not going whole hog into this. like they weren't really wise people and like, like that, that, but the, well, diet the, the thing, theory right. is that like, the bodies were evolved for that diet so do that diet and, you're, and you'll have a, a great physique but when you look at it it's like oh well that diet is actually pretty close to the one your teacher probably told you about with like fruits and vegetables and nuts and things like that yeah. um but i i think my theory is they're going to be like I'm, I'm making shit up, so it's not going to be exactly right. But they're going to be like, oh, yeah, when you eat this, your body has this, like, insulin response that triggers it to do this or that. And, you know, this kind of food satiates your feeling of hunger more than that kind does. And, you know, this kind is more easily converted to fat. And that kind just goes straight to the poop chute. And, like, um, I suspect that's where we'll be at some point. They'll never, like, dieting is an interesting example but th that'll never be fully <clears throat> figured out, really. Or it'll be figured out. I'm sure they've got it pretty much down pat. Yeah, they're probably close today. But it will, it will never be a unanimous decision on what's best because there's too much fucking money to be made <laughs> to convince people that losing weight and getting in shape, it's not just eating right and working out. No, it is no. a huge, laborious science of steps <laughs> and measuring and timing and this. Powders. And, and you can't do this on your own. People try it on their own all the time. The best people try this on their own. They fail. I can't lose weight to save my life. I eat McDonald's <laughs> twice a day. And he, like, people I've tried try everything on KFC's menu. <laughs> Nothing works. <laughs> I've tried everything except for moving more and eating less. And, <laughs> like, that's all that you have to do. Like, and, and when you're eating healthy, like, you don't have to be you know, The Rock, where he posts, like, all those, like, celebrities who post, 
pictures on Instagram of their meticulously laid out diet plan. And it's like, wow, The Rock, I bet you personally just spent seven hours preparing your meals for this week in your kitchen. <laughs> wow, I bet you did that. That's real. Like, I bet you did. He didn't. I guarantee it. There's a whole subreddit for that. Where, where yeah, you, you know, I, I looked prep. at that today. Yeah, and yeah. it seems like a good idea, but and it that is. is a good idea. It's a great idea, but you don't have to have all these supplements and all these crazy things to get in better shape. But it, it, if you can tell someone and convince them that it's easy, the exact same reason that one of the best lines in marketing out there are weight loss pills that say, this is for serious weight loss. If you only, only need to lose four or five pounds, this is not for you. Oh, magnifique, brilliant, <laughs> fucking brilliant, because you have just found everybody who needs four pounds to lose in the country yeah. and you have them sitting there going oh shit this isn't for me well they couldn't i mean it's still safe i mean what's gonna happen <laughs> worst case scenario i lose a little lose bit 10? too much weight <laughs> i mean i don't think that's an issue like if it works for these fat monsters <laughs> it's gonna work for me that's exactly what it's meant to do yeah like I, it's, it's, it's the first time i heard that commercial i was like you're not fucking with me i know what you're doing I know what you're doing. You're not manipulating me, drug company, but I am gonna make. I am gonna test your product, though. <laughs> you got a good slogan. These are some incredible claims you're making. You know? I think it's fun when Taylor's marketing expertise comes out. Like yeah, every so often, he's like, "Yeah, marketing nowadays, you know, it's hardly about creativity. It's about numbers and statistics and research." And I'm like, "Oh." Really? Because I'm in madman territory. Like, I thought it was about some underappreciated girl over there who came up with great ideas and guys took credit for it. I yeah, thought that's no, how this all worked. That's like what was funny watching Mad Men, like, because I watched it years ago before I got more into advertising and marketing professionally. And I'd watch, and like, one of the scenes that jumped out at me was I was never a huge fan, didn't watch a ton, but when Don Draper's sitting there with the cigarette company Lucky Strike mm -hmm. and his idea is like, it's toasted. That's it. And people are like, but it's all toasted. He's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter because we're implying that they're not toasted. And it's like, man, being in marketing in the 50s would have been so easy. Just being like, this sounds pretty good. Does someone want to look it up and see if someone else has done it? Look it up. What do you mean? <laughs> You're right. Fuck it. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Where would we look? Now, it's so much, so much numbers and so much data that it's like you can like it's not intuitive really at all. You can be like, man, I think that people would really respond to this kind of messaging. And then you go out there and you run a test and you're like, oh, shit. Once again, I broke the number one rule of marketing. Never use yourself as an example because people don't engage with this. Like that's the hardest thing is people want to treat it intuitively, but it's not because yeah, you want to believe that everybody thinks the same as you, but they don't. There's a parallel in computer programming. Computer programmers, they have all these like business ideas and things. And what do they build? Tools for computer programmers. <laughs> you know, like they're, yeah, if we just had a better text editor, I'd take over the world. You fuck. You're the only guy doing text editing. Like, it, you know, you're the only one who thinks that if you could align parentheses better, that this would be a billion dollar idea. The truth is, everyone else is like Facebooking. Because so. you put yourself in there, and he's like, for me, I would love this service, and mm -hmm. I would pay $100 a month for it. I bet other people would, too. You know, like, if there were, like, Tens it'd be like me being like, we're going to start a business where every month you send a fun fact booklet of Lord of the Rings trivia to people's <laughs> houses. I'm going to charge 10 a month, call it Loader for Fun, and that's what it's going to be. But, yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. I, I strongly suggest that, that if either of you were a little... Uh, if your if your interest was piqued at all by by my talk about the uh, the Hancock guy, you watch um, the the Joe Rogan experience that has him on. I'll link it here because he's got him and this and it's that other guy Randall Carlson who's 
um, uh, also a scientist, and he and he does a lot of field work too. So oh, like, nice. you know, one of the they kind of go back and forth, and and they both strongly believe in this uh, this theory of the uh, the meteor, the, the comet impacts uh, that that sparked the beginning of the younger Dryas, and that's all accepted science that there is a younger Dryas, that there is that period of temperature change. It's it's that is hard factual you know where science. Where the impact that, is? North America. Um, oh, they they I... think it. They think it was Canada, um, but oh. because there was an I. Here's the thing: they think that this ice cap was flash melted. I, I kind of skipped over that, but they think when this this thing exploded in the atmosphere, and melted a, a, an amount of ice that's just extraordinary. It's hard to even fathom. Um, and they have all of this evidence for where the water went, and they they can they they can show you where it spilt and created uh, these uh, elliptical canyons, these horseshoe ca these horseshoe waterfall. Uh, canyons and stuff. It, it's really fascinating to to like uh, go down the rabbit hole with these two guys. Um, there's there's a really big meteor strike. I don't know where it is. It's like an American desert somewhere. So say like Arizona or something. And uh, it's amazing to look at. It's gigantic. It's a it's. I don't know why people don't visit it more. But it's a place that paramotorists like to fly. Like they get to wake up early in the morning and fly in this like giant meteor strike. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I, I was I was hoping it was that one, but no, they don't know where this <laughs> one. Probably. They don't. They don't have an impact crater, and, and and he's, and and to get to your point, like like is this pseudoscience? Is this fringe science? He he goes back uh, and he explains that you know the the whole idea of the dinosaurs being done in by an asteroid was completely laughed at for a long time as well, and it wasn't until when they finally found the impact crater down there in the Gulf of Mexico that everybody was just like, all right, I guess that's what fucking happened then, because you got the crater, and you've got the hexagonal diamonds that are created by the by, by that impact, and you've got the, the nuclear glass is, is what they... There's another name for nuclear glass, but it's, you know, it's, it's glass that's created by sand melting when a fucking nuclear bomb goes off, or when a meteor hits real hard. So I, I have it. I'll, I'll show it to people. This is the Arizona nuclear strike, or I'm sorry, um, meteor strike, meteor. and it's really big. Like it would. And the thing huge. with all these is they're always like, "Look at the size of this hole." Did you know that this was made by a meteor the size of a pack of chiclets or something <laughs> like some like ridiculous yeah. stat? Yeah, it's um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I wish I could remember I how big they that. said the one that like uh, that created this whole thing was, but it's not enormous. Yeah, really? like it, it's probably it was probably like the size of a fridge or something. Like it's ridiculous how much energy those things have. What if we had a meteor strike and it like cooled everything off and solved global warming? Like it just you know like ah oh, yeah you know what now we need carbon because it's fucking cold out and if we could warm the place up by a little bit that'd help. How big of a that would be the biggest problem solver ever? Just be like <laughs> all right you know what Bangladesh, keep keep producing keep doing your thing. <laughs> so We're not cutting you off. That's no. one of the most interesting parts when he's like laying this whole case out because he lays it out over the case of hours. Um, is is he, he's like, all right, now like modern climatologists are freaking out that 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 our temperature has supposedly raised by one point two degrees over the last two hundred years, and then he shows you the this the CO two map and it's this zigzag line that goes north to south and he's like, right here it changed twenty degrees centigrade in a day. In a day, like, like we're talking about, two hundred years of, of of man's industrial work mm -hmm. supposedly has raised the temperature like by a degree and a half, and they're terrified of two degrees. And this was twenty degrees overnight globally. The entire temperature dropped. Um, it's it's, I, it's real fun thing. to watch. So last summer was hot, right? And for people, like when they talk about global warming, they talk about like tenths of a degree, one degree, etc. The 
median temperature in July in Raleigh is like 89. And it, it just seemed like th that's the median high, I mean to say. And it seemed like it was hitting 98, like 20 of those days, 20 out of 30 days. It was a, it broke a hundred a bunch. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I thought global warming was a degree and it's like 10 degrees, 15 well, degrees. It's, it's one degree of the, of the <coughs> average temperature of the entire planet though going I, up. So I fully understand that. I'm sure somebody in like Vietnam was like, dude, it was cold this July and, and balanced me <laughs> off. Um, like, I just, I mean, I don't mean to put you, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's probably <laughs> no, no, no. someone, I'd pick that randomly, but, no, no, uh, I but I, I, I just like, dude, how fucking hot is it going to be this summer? Is it going to be a hundred all the time again? I got to get skinny. I can't take this fucking heat. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with uh, winter continuing the way it's been because mm. the last two winters have been perfect. Oh yeah. Like no snow. Uh, we got, we actually, I think we got more snow in March than we did in February this year. By a lot, because that was kind of aggravating. Is like you know those like March eighteenth snows where you're like you couldn't get this out of your fucking system like six <laughs> months six weeks ago. But yeah, I'm fine. Summer, I don't. I'd rather be. I'd rather have a summer that's too hot than a winter that's too shitty. I think uh, if I had to pick one. Ah, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, I would like it if March was as nice as February this year. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, in terms of heat, but. Uh, um, yeah, the hot summers, they're, they're pretty hot. We're getting a pool. Maybe that'll change my attitude on yeah, stuff. Yeah, that'll be nice. That will, oh, you're going to be loving it. You're going to be just you know running all your lights and lamps and your extra generator just for the fuck of it to keep the weather the same. I hope that works out. Uh, you know, I, just, I, I just know it's not going to. I just know it. Yeah, they, they seem competent and stuff, but uh, you know, we call. They're at, I remember in computer programming. The first milestone or two were never missed, never missed, because it was just like, hey, did we agree on objectives? And even if you didn't, you could just say yes, because like, what the fuck? You, yeah, we did. We had our first milestone. Aren't we awesome? And, uh, and it wasn't until like code had to run that people had to admit whether things were on time or not. And now we're at a stage where like, hey, did you get the permit? And they're like, yeah, we got permits. Permits are cool. Hey, can we get another copy of your survey? okay, but you got the permit? Like, I'm a little confused, but here's a hand, you know. And uh, when they have to, like, break ground and do shit, then we'll know if we're on schedule or not. It, it's going to be an ordeal, <coughs> I anticipate, because I know I've my parents moved around willy-nilly mm -hmm. growing up, uh, and even after they divorced, when I was bouncing around those houses, they moved around a couple times each then. So I've lived in, like, 10 or 11 different houses, all in the St. Louis metro area. And they put pools in most of those houses because as I was growing up, they were really big into the like, we get the house, we fucking fix it up, throw a pool in, and then we are fucking out of there again. And then we go to a new place, you know, we're make some money on that, on that flip. <laughs> and then, I mean, if you want to flip your house, putting a pool in is the best way to do it. Or that and granite, like a uh, nice backsplash slate, a lot of huh. things you can do that aren't that expensive. But the pool is the big seller in a lot of situations. And every time they would go, and be like, we're getting the, the pool in, boys. You know, it'll be in by July. And I'm like, no, it won't. It will not be in by July because I'm 16 and this is my seventh house. And I've watched this go down and it will not be done. And it was never done. It was always an ordeal. It was a new company that they had do the pool like seemingly every time because they're like, oh, do we want to go back to Jim Bob's pool and spa? No, Jim Bob's a real cunt. And he <laughs> screwed us over last time. Oh, how about we go to Ellisville 
uh, Pool Co. Oh, fuck, that didn't work either. You know, they they took six weeks and then they just left a big concrete pit in our backyard with no paving around it for a month and a half and it looked awful all summer. And then it rained a bunch, slid a bunch of mud into the concrete and they had to redo the whole thing. Like it was, it I, was an ordeal. So I wish you luck. Thank you. One thing they did right, <laughs> I kind of is like they kind of set expectations. So first of all, June seventeenth is the day. That's the day it's supposed to be done. Of course, I don't believe it. I'm not new to contracting, but that, that's what they're saying. But what he also said was like, look, any swimming, a first year pool is a first year pool. Even if this thing goes completely on schedule and all is cool, it'll be surrounded by muddy red clay. It'll be, you know, it, it won't look right. You, he's like, you know, it, 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 it's going to be a first year pool. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I kind of get that. So probably next year will be a nicer pool experience. Are you getting it heated? No. Um, you can add a heater later. That's one thing about heaters. But uh, I'm not, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll add a heater later if we want one. We have two problems with that. One, electric heaters are kind of expensive to run. Propane heaters, even worse. If we had cheap natural gas like other people do, it'd be more tempted, but it would be propane here. Make a my wood dad burning. Fucking, <coughs> I've seen my that. My dad got fucking furious at me once when I had a bunch of friends over in high school and we were all swimming and whatnot. And it was late at night and they were out doing whatever fucking adult shit they were doing. Mm -hmm. And a bunch of people over and it was a little bit chilly not even cold enough to warrant turning the heater on but probably like a couple of girls were like oh it's a little chilly and so it's like oh i'll go do it and i just did what women seem to do with uh <laughs> totally with um, you did. Uh, temperature gauges and uh, thermostats where they go oh it's 68 i'd prefer it to be 71 and they go right up to 96 <laughs> i just turned this pool heater just Boom! All the way on. When my dad got home and like felt the pool, he was like, "How long have you been running this? How long have you had this on?" And I'm like, "I don't know, like uh, all day, all day, <laughs> the whole day." And he's like, "Well, this pool is 88 degrees." And I was like, "That's that's a really this is a big pool too. Keep in mind, this is a large." <laughs> he starts doing pool. the math. And the amount of he's energy like, you just spent. I'm going to have to find someone to tell me how much money you just wasted. You just, that's how much money you've wasted. I need help yeah. to figure it out. When you leave a light bulb on, if there were like a little like chart like overlaid on a light bulb it, that showed you how much light you were wasting, it would like tick up one penny every hour and a half, every four hours. This, if there was that counter on this pool, it would have been like the stock market just <laughs> like the just national going debt. up and up and up. Yes, the national debt just continuing on that website. But uh, yeah, it, the pool felt great, but <laughs> it, was, it was not worth it in the end. He, he was very unenthused. The, <laughs> I, I'm almost worried about our pool being too hot. Now, I've never had a pool before and such, but fuck, if it's going to be 100 degrees every goddamn day, I don't... It, I, I think... you'll, you'll find yourself being spoiled by it because you'll like get in and... Like, because I grew up with a pool for so much, like, mm -hmm. you don't appreciate it as much as you did. And so, like, when I was very young and we got our first pool, it was, like, all, all day, every day in the summer, splashing around, loving it. Like, just a couple years later, though, like, different house, different pool, my dad would be like, you boys want to go out and swim? It's like, ugh. No, not particularly. Yeah, it's I'll, not even hot. I'll have pool. to change like, clothes yeah, and afterwards. I'll, have to yeah. I'll be wet. It's only six, 72 degrees in the pool. And I, when I get out, I'll be briefly chilly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have so a question that only Taylor and his affluent uh, childhood could answer. What are those car wash showers like? Like, are they awesome? Are they not uh, that I, awesome? I never got 
the car wash shower when my parents were uh we're redoing one of the houses. My brother had a bathroom in our basement and I had a bathroom in our basement because both of our rooms are down there. And the big room that I wanted was attached to a standard bathroom. And the smaller room that he got by default was attached to this bathroom that needed totally redoing. And so I was like, I'm not going to wait for that to be done. Fuck it. And of course, my mom came down and does the things she does when she does this shit with houses where... It's never just like, oh, we'll just put in a little bit here and that'll make the value more. She's like, this needs to be an Olympic level spa <laughs> for whoever's child is in this room when we sell this house. And so like I watched like with chagrin as months went by as like the contractor was in there and like putting in like five different shower heads on the side. And I only got I, I would use the shower anytime my brother didn't wasn't using it pretty much. And it was so much better than a traditional shower. Really? So much that like like if if I were in there without my glasses on and my contacts were out and like I turned the wrong way when I was rinsing my eyes and I got and I caught like a <laughs> like of some <laughs> other one, there's like a brief bit of panic where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 fine. Oh, fine. oh fine. it's just it's just high tech shower. It's just water. Okay. <laughs> but they're great. You should invest in one of those. Three like D waterboarding. Yeah, or just I like a, those you things can get a lot. Giant shower uh, rainforest uh, shower heads. They call them. I don't like that. Just like this big. And well, you have to get ones that you can increase the pressure because a lot of them they just like drizzle out and that's yeah, annoying. Yeah, you can't get clean. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah need you pressure. need ones that 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 come out with pressure, but those are. Yeah. I, I, when when I like when I get out, I don't want there to be any residue at all. I'm a little OCD about that. Like like I think I sp I wonder if people get out and like have like shampoo it like the back of their hair, like like behind your ears and like back in that like is that shampooy on some people? Because I fucking guarantee it's not on me. I'm I, I got that thing of like high pressure, like just I want to get every bit of soap and shampoo mm -hmm. off before I get out of there. If I finish showering and I have to take a shit. Within like thirty minutes of finishing the shower, I, I just shower again. I call yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like strike yeah. one for me that day, and I just redo it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my. Shower oh, and one more thing about the fucking Graham, shower. the Graham Hancock guy that blew <laughs> my mind is uh, they they went into the Great Pyramid, which he doesn't believe was built as as soon as he it is. He thinks it's ancient as well, and um, in like uh, what they call the King's Chamber, there are these holes in the wall that extend like all the way out of the pyramid. Like you're in the center of the pyramid and there's a hole in the wall and you look through it and it goes all the way out the side of the pyramid, points into the sky and, and they point at certain stars. They point at stuff so that you can look through there and you're looking right at a certain constellation. And, it's, and uh, a lot of that's, and that's really fascinating. It, it, but then they went into this other chamber and this guy was like, why are there no holes in this chamber? There should be holes in this chamber, holes in the other chamber. Why not here? So he walks around with a hammer, tapping the walls. Until he finds one that goes, donk, donk. And he's like, huh. And he hits a little harder, and it fucking opens up. There's a hole in that wall, too, that's been covered up for thousands of years. And he looks, and you can't see out of this hole. It's a shaft. It's, and this shaft is like, I don't know, big enough to stick both your arms in, but you'd never crawl in it. Like, this is like coffee can size. And so they send a robot up into this thing, um, like, recently, like 10 years ago or something like that. They send this robot all the way up there. They get way, way up there, and there's a door with two handles on it. In this thing that's this big, there's a door with two handles on it just blocking the fucking way. And they're like, well, what do we do now? So they send another robot in with a drill on it. They drill through this fucking thing, and they back it off, and they send the camera through. And there's a space, and then another door. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, and we haven't went back yet. 
And I'm like, oh, <laughs> let me buy the book. Let's get him back out there. This is some Egyptian pharaoh's like uh, dummy tomb, like to ruse the bandits. Where he's like, what do we do uh, behind this one, pharaoh? I just put another wall behind it. Just, just another wall. Keep him looking for my gold. It's, uh, it's really, really fascinating stuff. And when they start talking about some of the, you know, we are. We've always heard, like, how did the Egyptians do it? You know, like, like all those hundred uh, ton blocks and stuff a like that. system of levers and fulcrums. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't know. This stuff really goes a long way into explaining that stuff. And uh, it really blew my mind, the whole, the whole idea that human civilization has rebooted at least once because we've been a species for, like, a million years. We've, for, like, a million years, we've been physically us, right? Think about over the last hundred years. like 200,000 years. Think about over the last hundred years, though, how quickly we went from riding horses to flying jets at Mach 3 or 4, right? Like, that's within the within how many lifetimes? Two or three? Four? Crazy, maybe? right? Like, like, think about how many generations, the thousands mm. of generations of humans that have come and gone. It easily could have been that we got to the point of not building cars or spaceships, probably. That seems outrageous but, to me. But we got to point where we're like, I don't know, got swords and we're living in cities and then it all gets fucking wiped away. To, that could have happened 10 times. To Kyle's point, like, if you're born at just the right time, there are people who were alive for the Wright Brothers and the moon landing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. were alive for that. Like, people were born and then only like 60 years old or something when they landed on the moon. 1910 to 1969 or something like that, you know? Is it's it's it? over the course of less than 60 yeah. years. It's not a ton. It's uh it's within it's within the uh we're the like we're, first like, flight if, 1903. If is, he's going to be right. I thought it was 19, uh, 1910 is cars, isn't it? That's the Model A Ford, I think. I don't know. Okay, I just Googled 19. it. Uh hmm. But yeah, we're going to keep evolving, but we're like almost in the point of like the Civ game of life where we're in like the last quintile <laughs> of the game where it's we're, we're getting too big for our britches. Everyone is getting too big for their respective britches. Oh, we've oh got, no, are you telling me Civ 6 is coming out in real life and we're going to another planet? It's going to be <laughs> shitty. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that we've gotten to the point where we can stop if this is true, right? Like if this is true that we d- that we got reset and, and, and I'm telling you, like, like I... I, I bought the book, and I also watched like five or six YouTube videos, and, and there isn't a lot of fringe science to this guy. Now, this guy does believe in um, using ayahuasca and things like that. Um, he does believe in that stuff, and, and I'm starting to kind of buy into that a little bit too. But 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 he doesn't get out there too much with like ridiculous bullshit that I've found, um, and, and most of his stuff really seems to be rooted in actual hard science that you can measure, weigh, and look at in your hand. So, I lose uh, it on a lot of those like... I don't know even like the genre to put them in. I guess Joe Rogan scientists, like when they go whole hog into the ayahuasca, shrooms, uh, these uh, hallucinogenic drugs. They don't. They're not just chemicals that alter your perception. They're they it, they make your life better. They change well, what everything. He says they they turned humans into what makes them self conscious. Like never mind the fact that would require tons of humans to eat lots of these mushrooms all the time for generations, right? Well, Which would make it difficult to get anything done. That, there's a lot of interesting things that he pops up, that pops up about that, like, right? Remember the, the burning bush, uh, Moses in the burning bush that, that allowed him to see God or that he saw God within? Um, that's the acacia tree, which has uh, MDA in it, that, 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 uh, that hallucinogen. Um, it just does. That, that's an accepted fact. And, and um, the, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, cock. 
just uh, watch it, and I, I promise you, you'll be fascinated by it. I'll the give whole it a thing. shot. And uh, and I, I'm really starting to buy into that shit. I, I, it's real. It's real interesting stuff. You guys in the call to show? Call to show. That would be awesome. All right, uh, PKN one thirty eight.